Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a good problem. Good problem to have. We're going to leave Bucks and Saints and Monday Night Football and Week 13. Oh, Peyton and Eli were back, which was great. They were keeping me company during the early stages of this game when it was a bit of a yawner. We're going to leave that in the rearview mirror for now. Of course, we will get back to it. More to come from the Saints, more to come from the Bucks, and certainly with Week 13 completely wrapped up now, we can sort through some of the fallout. And that does include the Niners, and yet another change at quarterback. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Jimmy Garoppolo lost for the season to a broken foot. It's the day after. And the Niners have no choice but to move forward, to look ahead, or be left behind. And as a division leader, there's still so much to play for. There are only a handful of teams in the NFC that even have winning records. That does not include the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're still in a great spot. They've won five in a row, and yet things look a whole lot different on Monday. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Vote for Mortification Monday. I did put the Niners in the poll. I felt like that was one that was a no-brainer because if I were a member of the Niners locker room or fan base, I would feel like I got hit by a Mack truck despite the win over Miami. Also on our Facebook page, always good to connect with you. Our conversation with Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News posted on both of our social media sites. And Calvin gets a lot of reaction. He gave us the latest on the Odell Beckham Jr. visit to Dallas. Uh, plus, a whole lot of other tidbits about those Cowboys who are now sitting at 9 and 3. Right now, though, pleased to welcome our friend Tracy Sandler, who is the founder and CEO of Fangirl Sports Network, and she specifically covers the Niners. The 49ers fangirl is how you can find her on Twitter. But for now, she is all ours. Tracy, it's been a little more than 24 hours since the Jimmy Garoppolo news on the heels of that victory over the Dolphins. What is the atmosphere and the mood around the team now on Monday? Sunday was a very interesting day. They had a huge win. It was a huge win over the Miami Dolphins. You had the defense, of course, played incredibly well. Brock Purdy came in, got the job done, but it was very bittersweet because Jimmy Garoppolo is their leader. Jimmy Garoppolo fought back from the shoulder injury, from all, everything that went on in this offseason and had really been playing probably the best football of his career the last several weeks. The team had hit its stride, and, 
And he's beloved, and that's always been the case with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's always been beloved by his teammates, beloved in their locker room. So that was a very tough, you know, bittersweet situation. Kyle Shanahan said on our Monday call that Jimmy was at the building today for uh, the team meeting and that he was in good spirits. But yesterday was emotional. And, I mean, Nick Bosa said that he saw Jimmy at halftime, and it was very emotional, and it was hard for him to – you know, he said he obviously refocused. The, the defense did a great job, but he said he couldn't get out of his mind. So I think at this point, though, they are where they are. They've now lost two starting quarterbacks, and it's Brock Purdy time. And now it's just it's the weird thing about the league. It's the weird thing about athletics. It's like this is their guy, their leader, the guy they play for, the guy that brings them together. But he's out for the season, and they got to keep playing. And they still want to win a Super Bowl, so they look forward. It's weird. It's a weird. It's a real world. Oh, it is weird. Uh, I have to ask you what your response is, and maybe you haven't heard it yet, but I heard it already. To the reaction that, oh, this is just Jimmy being injury prone. I think it's such an unfair thing, and I know that part of the reason the Forty Hunters did want to draft Trey Lance, and we're going to move on from Jimmy. Jimmy was the fact that he does get injured but you know it is football and by the same token he was sacked by two men and he broke his foot and the same you know just like earlier in the season Trey had that issue there are some things that just happen it's like Elijah Mitchell with the MCL sprain both of those happen on plays where it could happen to anybody and in this case a very large man like fell on top of Jimmy's foot and he broke his foot and I don't think that's injury prone. I just think it is football. It's the NFL. It's part of it. Yes, it is something that has come up before. And yes, it is a big part of the reason they did want to move forward. But I think with this one, it could happen to anybody. And, you know, unfortunately, this is the tough part of the game. And I guess my response to that would also be, well, this is the second quarterback they've lost this year do a foot injury that could happen to anybody Mm. also what does his injury history possibly have to do with getting sacked in the first quarter of a game right exactly those two things don't seem connected to me i do want to actually clarify something i just said though he and trey lance don't have the same injury i'm just saying that those things i just want to clarify that but sorry go ahead no it's okay they both have foot injuries they're both out for the season as you point out uh, it happens to a lot of quarterbacks it happens to a lot of football players Tracy Sandler is with us here after hours CBS Sports Radio the founder and CEO of Fangirl Sports but she's the 49ers insider and we are always glad to connect with her Tracy the idea that they can move forward with a rookie quarterback is kind of crazy I know it's football and there are a lot of teams out there that are on plan B or C with their quarterbacks what do we know about Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, quote-unquote. Mr. Irrelevant, who became real relevant real quick on Sunday. I think one thing we know about him is he's fearless. It was something that was talked about a lot on Sunday after the game, how fearless. You could see it in his play. He's confident. There, It was, it was not perfect. <laughs> there were definitely mistakes. But there's a fearlessness and a confidence to him that I think is a benefit to the 49ers. You know, he uh, he played pretty well. Christian McCaffrey said something, and he said, you know, Brock Purdy, the reason he played well, part of the reason that he's come along at this point is because of Jimmy Garoppolo and kind of the that he's taught him and the leader he's been and all of that. But I think with Brock Purdy, you have a guy who was a four-year starter at Iowa State. He did well at Iowa State. He's played a lot of football. 
He's been in that quarterback room all year long. He's learning from Brian Greasy, who went through this. Brian Greasy, who had to come in for John Elway. And, you know, he's he's learning. But I think the two things that you could really take away yesterday were the confidence and the fearlessness. And those were two things that people talked about. I mean, Kyle Shanahan said, I think I can say this on the radio. He said, like, he's got balls on him. And it was that was a sentiment echoed by his teammates throughout the locker room and at the podium. And I think that's a great thing because they still have that goal. You have this incredible defense. You have incredible offensive weapons. So it's going to be harder, I think, to get to the Super Bowl. But I don't think it's completely crazy that he can take this team far and he doesn't really have to do it by himself. But we'll see. There's a lot of football left. And you know, in some ways, there's something, there's a benefit to being a rookie thrown in this situation that maybe you don't entirely grasp exactly what this means. But, and I kind of think even yesterday, someone asked him, you know, about he'll start his first NFL game next week against Tom Brady. And his response was like, yeah, that's really cool. He's the GOAT. Dude's been playing football longer than I've been alive. <laughs> and there's just like kind of an innocence to saying that, that I think it might work in his favor. But I think the confidence and the fearlessness are going to be huge for him. How much will the offense have to change for Brock's skill set versus the experience of Jimmy or even what they had to start the season, which was the athleticism and the power of a Trey Lance? Well, I think the benefit is that Brock has been learning this offense all year. And I think, you know, obviously in the off seasons, he was learning an offense that was centered around Trey Lance. But the 49ers, to an extent, were still running an offense that had been sent around Jimmy Garoppolo uh, because he'd, had, he'd been in that offense for, for five years. Uh, and then it was very quickly in the season that they had to pivot. So I think the nice thing for Brock Purdy is he's, probably, he's been learning both offenses, really. Uh, and he's, you know, he's been scout team quarterback. He hasn't been getting first team reps, but he's in practice. And you know, I, I don't know that much is going to have to change. I think there are some things that Brock Purdy can do that maybe Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't do. Uh, he, I think he has a little bit more uh, movement in terms of you know being able to run around, not quite like Trey, but he does have that ability. But I think that things will probably stay relatively similar to how they've been. So the question comes up on Monday because Baker Mayfield was released by the Panthers. I did see the question being posed to Kyle. What Mm -hmm. did Coach Shanahan have to say about potentially bringing on another quarterback, specifically Baker Mayfield? Well, they signed Josh Johnson on Sunday. They had done that with Baker Mayfield. He said they look into everything. He's always been a fan of his, but he feels very comfortable with what they have. So to me, I would translate that as that I don't think they're going to sign Baker Mayfield. <laughs> that would that would be my that would be my reading between the lines yes. translation. There's Jacob Eastman on the practice squad. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Jacob. Yes, I think he got to the team like right before they went to Colorado Springs before the Mexico City game. So there's three of them. But I mean, it is kind of amazing. This team started the season with Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy, and now. Here we are at Brock Purdy time. It's so it's so odd. Football is such a weird sport. I know I keep saying that, but it really is. It definitely is. Tracy Sandler is 49ers fan girl, a longtime insider and reporter around the team. And uh, it's taken yet another turn here in the 2022 season. It's after hours, CBS Sports Radio. Do you think the expectations should remain as high as they were? I think from their perspective, yes. 
because they still have the goal. And I think their feeling is next man up, which is unfortunately is a phrase that the fortunately or unfortunately, the phrase the 49ers are very used to, especially early in the season when they suffered so many injuries. But I think from their perspective, yes, they keep the expectation the same because they do have that incredible defense. They have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Trent Williams, the list goes on and on and on. So I think, yes, the expectations stay the same. For them outside the building, and I don't know that they really listen to it or care, the expectations probably are going to be lower, and that's not necessarily a bad thing for them because that takes some of the hype out of it. I don't think they really listen to what's going on you know, outside the building and the chatter and the noise and all of that. But I think from their perspective, yeah, they still have a goal, and now they go forward with that goal. And they did beat Miami. I don't think it should be downplayed, so to speak, that they did beat one of the best teams in the league, the most prolific offense in the league. The defense still played incredibly well. And Brock Purdy came in in the first quarter and led them to a win. It wasn't like he came in in the fourth quarter with a comfortable lead or a lead and he extended it. Like he came in in the first quarter and that drive that he led to end the second half to me is the drive that gives you the most confidence. So, you know, I don't really think it should be downplayed that he was the quarterback the majority of the game, the vast majority, and they beat Miami. I heard a comment from Christian after the game that he plans to help Brock out, that he's going to do whatever he can do to help out this young quarterback. And I assume that's the attitude with the other veterans on the roster, specifically about Christian McCaffrey. How does he change an offense? How have you seen it so far? He's like incredible. The way that he reads the field, the way he can cut the, everything you do, we've seen him catch a touchdown, uh, have a rushing touchdown, and throw a touchdown pass. So <laughs> he's incredible, and you can trust him. And even yesterday, there was a pass that uh, Brock threw to him that he dropped in the end zone, and you could tell Christian was super disappointed in himself. Next play, Brock Purdy throws it to him again, touchdown. So he, he's just so many things he can do, and he's so reliable, and you can trust him. And I think that's the thing that's happened so quickly with Christian McCaffrey because he hasn't been there that long, but they quickly realized how much you could trust him to get it done. And so that helps the quarterback out too. And the same thing with Debo Samuel. You saw Debo Samuel on Sunday. What was going to be a 14-yard loss became a four-yard loss, and it was the prettiest four-yard loss you'll ever see in your life with the way Debo Samuel was able to get around guys and run the football. It's just they have a lot of guys they can trust, and I think that really helps a quarterback out because he knows. You know, remember that meme last year with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and it said, like, you know, F it, Jamar's got to be down there somewhere, and it just shows them <laughs> throwing the ball. I think for Rock Purdy, it's, gonna, it's like, well, George, Christian, Debo, Brandon, someone's got to be down there, Jawan. So, you know, I think that there's, there's something to be said for that. And Kyle Shanahan also is a great offensive mind, and he'll be able to scheme and game plan in a way that plays to Brock Purdy's strength. So there's a lot around him as well. And that's a real benefit for him. And these next few weeks, they're playing, you know, they've got some tough, tough games. Tampa Bay going to be coming off a big win, and they're fighting for their playoff lives. And Seattle, the players of Seattle on Thursday Night Football in Seattle, and that very well could be the decider in the division. Then they have the commanders who are kind of sneaky. So, and then they have the Raiders and the Cardinals. So they've got teams that maybe on paper and in records aren't performing at a super high level but are sneaky good. So he definitely has his work cut out for him. But mm. I think like going back to your original question 
which was about Christian McCaffrey. It just thinks he can do so much and you can really trust him that if you put the ball in his hands, most likely good things are going to happen. It is so fascinating to look at the NFC and think about the infinite possibilities, right? Because in this conference with 16 teams, only seven of them are above 500, and four of those Uh teams are in the East Division. When you look around the conference, which would be their early competition in playoffs, what stands out to you, Tracy? The Eagles stand out to me, obviously. The Vikings stand out to me. I still... Matchup-wise, I think the 49ers match up well against the Vikings. The Eagles become interesting, and I don't know how early they would end up playing them, but of course those, they become the more difficult team. But Dallas is another team that's interesting. and You know, it's, it's, it's not going to be an easy road. Uh, it's, it's not going to be an easy road, but they showed last year that they could make it through a not easy road, but that was with Jimmy Croflo and not with Brock Purdy. But I think the teams that are really standing out are – the Cowboys, the Giants, I think, are going to be brought back to reality in these next couple months, or in this next month. Sorry, Giants fans, don't get mad at me. But I think that one has a little <laughs> bit more of brought back to reality. But then you do look at the Commanders, and like that's the kind one of those sneaky teams that you kind of don't want to play in the playoffs because you think, oh, it's the Commanders, and you know they haven't played great all season, but they if they sneak in there playing well, that becomes. That becomes kind of a toughie, but those are the ones. And then, of course, I think with Tampa, like Tom Brady, and we saw it tonight, we saw it a couple weeks ago, you can never count out Tom Brady, so that becomes a difficult one, too. (laughs) That being said, I think when you look at the NFC and you look at the upper echelon of talent, your best teams, in my opinion, are the Eagles, the Vikings, and the 49ers. So I, I think should the 49ers play like they played on Sunday and Brock Purdy get more and more comfortable, I think those early rounds are games that they can win, and they those are teams they match up well against. To me, the Eagles are the most interesting because they're built similarly to the 49ers, and I do think the 49ers have more talent top to bottom, but the Eagles have quite a quarterback right now in Jalen Hurts, and that's the kind of game where potentially the rookie quarterback who had to start in December becomes an issue, but not for sure. Time will tell. Oh, yes. And that's the great thing about the NFL. We make predictions and the NFL laughs in our faces. Every time. Every time. Yes. Before I let you go, I know that you are an L.A. girl and you are a longtime Dodgers fan. So what's your reaction to Trey Turner ending up on the other side of the country in free agency? Devastated. Devastated. I'm so sad. I really love Trey Turner. And I kept tweeting all season. I don't care what he wants. Give him the Lakers, give him Beverly Hills, give him Hollywood, just give him whatever he wants to make him stay. But it was not to be. I'm really sad. I, I really am very sad about it. And thank you for letting me portray that sadness on the show. And oh, kind we, of we offer therapy with it to fans here, yes. I really appreciate it because I do love my daughters and I really love Trey Turner. And he was just so Mr. Reliable and I thought he fit into well with the team. And it's tough. Sports is tough, man. Yes. You know? We get attached. We love these people. Yes. Yeah, you get attached, and the next thing you know, they're gone. It's a sad story. So that was a toughie for me. That broke my heart a little. So I hope he does well in Philly, just not too well against the Dodgers in the playoffs. <laughs> Though I have to say, the other side of that is I'm thrilled that Clayton Kershaw is re-signed because he needs yes. to never pitch anywhere else. Yes, I agree 100%. It just would be so weird to see him in any other uniform. And there was talk that maybe – he ends his career in the Rangers because he's from Dallas and 
they live there in the offseason. But no, he is he's a Dodger. He can't not be a Dodger. So I'm certainly glad he is back. And I also hope that they sign another pretty major starting pitcher because that is important. That being said, it was the bats that were the problem in the playoffs. So I don't know. They need they need uh, to stage the joint start over. <laughs> Hot stove is cooking now because the winter meetings are taking place in San Diego. Tracy Sandler is on Twitter at 49ers Fangirl, and she's got the entire network, the founder and CEO of Fangirl Sports. Right now, it's about the Niners because of their change yes, at quarterback is. again. We appreciate your insight. Happy holidays to you, and we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Amy. Happy holidays. Brock Purdy is the plan. Baker Mayfield is seemingly not the plan. And yet the Niners are not ready to abandon their Super Bowl hopes and dreams, the desires of their hearts. Is it realistic? Well, we'll find out. But she makes a great point about the defense and the weapons around Brock Purdy. We will hear from Kyle Shanahan. But there's other QB news out there like Baker Mayfield, a man without a country. Oh, a man without an NFL team. What about Aaron Rodgers' future? Oh, of course. It's only week 13. The question must be asked. It must be answered. And the hot stove heating up in Major League Baseball, which is where we will pivot next because Justin Verlander, Trey Turner, they're switching uniforms. And still, Aaron Judge making his way around the country. Might as well be courted, though I don't think he has any designs on going to the Rays. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. It's a Monday night heading into a Tuesday morning. We'll have your candidates for TD of the week, of course. It's After Hours on CBS Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Outfielders are deep, the 2-2 pitch. Got it, strike three. Went with the yacker on 2-2, and he gets Schwarber for the third out of the inning. Verlander with four strikeouts now as he marches back to the Astros' dugout. Flower delivers. Turner with a fly ball to left center field. That's well hit. It's on its way, and it's gone! A grand slam home run for Trey Turner, and the Dodgers are right back in it. Five and five. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Two athletes who have been part of perennial powers over the last few years. And yes, both Trey Turner and Justin Verlander have a lot to do with the recent success of the Dodgers and the Astros. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks on Astros Radio, Charlie Steiner on Dodgers Radio. Both of those all-stars are changing teams in 2023. First of all, the newly crowned three times a charm. Uh, Cy Young Award winner Justin Verlander has reportedly agreed to a deal with the Mets. Two years, $86.66 million, which if you want me to do the quick math so you don't have to tax yourself, 43.2, no, no, take it back, 43.33 million dollars per season. That's a lot of money. Average annual value is now equal to his former teammate and new teammate, Max Scherzer. That's a record. So there's a reason why the number is 86.66. Because Verlander wanted shorter deal, of course, but the same amount of money per year. So get that. The Mets... If this deal is true and, and goes through, the Mets will be paying the two pitchers with the highest AAV, they call it, average annual value, average annual salary. They'll be paying them both. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Justin turns 40 in February, so before the next season begins. But he has talked about his new lease on life and his new career resurgence in the wake of that Tommy John surgery. Lowest ER in the majors, unanimous winner of the Cy Young, and obviously part of another World Series title. 18-4, and four, 1.75 earned run average, 185 strikeouts, nine all-star teams. And finally got that elusive World Series win. Now that's not a done deal yet. So we don't have any response to it. But seemingly, Verlander is taking the place of Jacob deGrom, who we know this is confirmed, will be taking a five-year deal worth a ton of money for the Texas Rangers, who definitely throw money at players. We know that's the truth. Billy Epler of the Mets was part of a roundtable on SNY in New York and he's not begrudging Jacob this opportunity. I was talking to Jake or Jake's representatives, you know, pretty much daily uh, last week. And uh, 
ultimately, you know, he he, you know, got the deal he liked, got the uh, the situation he liked, and I'm I'm very very happy for him, and uh, wish him nothing the best. I've sent him a, a congratulatory text that we, you know we've gone back and forth mm-hmm. on text, and I'll miss seeing him on a regular basis, and I told him that, but um, you know I'm happy for him, and uh, and and the fit was right for for the the boxes that he wanted to check, and and so um, we'll wish him nothing but the best. Billy Epler, the GM of the New York Mets. And yeah, it's easy to be generous when you believe you've got Justin Verlander replacing one Jacob deGrom. You exchange one Cy Young winner for another. It's kind of the way that you should do business, if you ask me. (laughs) It's a pretty sweet shift, a pretty sweet exchange. While we're talking about general managers in New York, Brian Cashman has got the latest on Aaron Judge, who is taking his cross-country tour. The ball's in his court still, you know, he's, you know, assessing market value, marketplace, life decisions, you know, and yes, we are certainly in active negotiations, uh, you know, with him. It's no secret that the Yankees want Aaron Judge to be in pinstripes for life. How far are they willing to go? Because the last we saw, he was in Tampa, and before that, he was in the Bay Area in San Francisco. Every year, every winter, you know, the available free agent and trade markets are always different, you know, different strengths, different weaknesses. And, and that we don't want to look at any plan B's or C's or D's or E's, whatever you want to call it. We, you know, our hopes and goals are obviously retain our player. And, um, and hopefully we can continue to call him our player. We want to retain our player. I have no idea why he was in Tampa, except that maybe he just wanted to watch Tom Brady and the Buccaneers play football. And I guess when you're Aaron Judge and right now you are the number one most coveted free agent on the planet, well, you can show up in a Mike Evans jersey. Now, Mike Evans had started this because Mike Evans wore an Aaron Judge jersey earlier in the year. So I guess you can show up there and have a private convo with Brady in the tunnel before the game just because you're Aaron Judge, you are the reigning MVP. You set the new record for home runs in an American League single season. So, yeah, you might as well enjoy it while it lasts. Um, we'll see when that domino drops. Uh, the Trey Turner piece, he's leaving Los Angeles and heading to Philadelphia. And so this is another big move by the Phillies, who lost in the World Series to the Astros. Clayton Kershaw, though, he remains with the Dodgers. He re-signs there, and he says he is at peace about it. Those moves happening in Major League Baseball now as the winter meetings are taking place in San Diego. Marco Belletti is here in studio. I don't really, I mean, you could offer your opinion on baseball, but I mostly want your opinion on my double chocolate chunk brownie cookies. Wait, double, double chocolate? No, double chocolate brownie cookies. That's what I made today. Okay, I don't know anything about that. They were awesome. That uh, that I know. They were tremendous. Double chocolate brownie cookies. I don't yes. know what the hell they were. They were great, though. <laughs> they really were. They That's were great. not a compliment. I don't know what the hell they oh, were. I don't know what you want to call it. I no, didn't make the I recipe. You, it was they're awesome, They're double chocolate though. brownie cookies. I, they were good. Very, very good. <laughs> well, you should know. A little background on those cookies. I'd never made them before until producer Jay's birthday in February, and I wanted to try a new recipe so he would know these were specifically for him for his birthday. Uh, So I had to ask permission before I made them for my Christmas party this week. So that's what I was doing Monday. Um, But I needed someone to taste test. So you guys were my guinea pigs. I'll take it. Yeah, happily. Anytime. (laughs) Not a problem. (laughs) They're so yummy, though, because they taste like brownies. And yet they're in the shape of a cookie with chocolate chips in them. 
Yeah, unless you got more to give me. Stop talking about these. I do, right here. Here's some more. Wait, can you do an update with your mouth full? Uh, yeah, that's probably a bad idea. It is. I mean, I could, but that's probably not going to help anybody. Well, you can have another. I brought a whole slew of them because I figured that you could not just eat one. It's like me with lime chips or any type of tortilla chips. I'll take you up on that. All right, cool. <laughs> Yay. You guys are good for my baking ego. I mean, you're talking to a fat guy. So, one, they were really, Stop really it. good. But Why can we not talk about food without you saying that? No need to denigrate yourself or your body type. I'm cool with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not. We're not talking about this anymore. I feel bad when you say things like that. Don't. I do. Don't. I can't help it. <laughs> I feel bad. Okay. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. Coming up, we will talk a little more about baseball. Trey Turner and his deal with the Phillies. What they're doing in Philadelphia. Also, we'll introduce your candidates for TD of the Week. Right, Producer Jay? I'm getting kind of this tepid nod. It's like a... Eh. Tepid? Yes. You know I have to use that word now. No, it makes sense. It does make sense. Why are you hesitant in your nodding? I am i don't know. Just, I said yes. <laughs> yeah, we're ready to rock. Let's do it. Jay's a little comatose in there. He might need more cookies, might too. Be the, it might be the cookies. I mean, he could be crashing from the sugar. No, there's not that much sugar in them. There's very little sugar in them, believe it or not. It's more about the chocolate because hmm. I melted chocolate to make them. That's how you make these. It's a not wow. an, it's it's a bit of an extensive process. I wouldn't say it's a simple process, but that's how much you're worth to me. Tremendous. Wow, I'm <laughs> I'm honored. You're welcome. All right, so find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, our Facebook page too, our YouTube channel. It's everywhere. Hashtag LFG. I'm not going to say it on a hot mic. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. That's for Tom Brady. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Two balls, two strikes to Bryce Harper. Suarez delivers. Swing and a drive. Left field. It's deep. It's going. Yes. And it is gone. Yes. yes. It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Phillies Radio Network. It wasn't that long ago that the Phillies were all the rage. Let me see if I can remember these deets. Last team into the baseball postseason bracket. Fired their manager, Joe Girardi, in the springtime. Promote Rob Thompson. The entire atmosphere and culture in the clubhouse changes because of who Rob is and how he manages. Bryce Harper comes back from months away with an injury. And the team takes off. But still, still, third place team in the NL East. They watch the Braves and the Mets duke it out 
Each team finishes with 101 wins. And because the Phillies are the last in, they got to do everything on the road. Or they have to play on the road first before they get their own shot. And yet they do. The rally in St. Louis in that late game or that first game late in which they were down was it seven runs and they come back to win the opener of the postseason. Then they take one of the games in Atlanta. Series goes back to Philadelphia, never returns to the Braves home. They were able to take that confidence, but also that experience from having fought and scratched and clawed all the way through essentially the summertime into the stretch run, they were fighting for the playoffs. They could never let their guard down. They were used to living on the edge and it benefited them well. And then Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber hitting the snot out of the ball. And of course that pitching staff, Aaron Nola being one, but there are others of course. The way that they were able to come together and everyone peaking at the right time, it was Philly's perfection all the way to the World Series until they lost to the Astros. Now they pick up another piece in the form of Trey Turner. Wow. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Are you ready for these details? Reportedly 11 years 11 years. I do not understand these kind of contracts. I know that he is dynamic. He's 29, though. And 11 years, you don't even need to do the math. I'll do it for you. That puts him at 40. Of course, this is the same franchise that gave Bryce Harper the 13-year deal. was 13 years for Bryce, right? The Phillies had competition, and maybe that's why they had to up the ante. The Padres also wanted Trey Turner. They felt like he fit really well with the group they had, but ultimately, and I think if you look around the landscape of the NL East, where you think about the teams right now that are competing, I know the Nationals have fallen off, but they won the World Series in 2019. The Braves won it in 21. The Mets, with their new ownership, starting to pay teams, or excuse me, starting to pay athletes and obviously won 101 games this season, though disappointing in the playoffs. And the Phillies. Yes, there is another team in the division right now not competing. But Bryce Harper, JT Realmuto, Kyle Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, the pitching staff, Add to that Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million, the reported terms. And this goes back to the aggressiveness of Dave Dombrowski. And so first, let's hear from Tom Verducci, longtime baseball insider, about what Trey Turner will bring to the table with Philadelphia. 
he does everything well, and yep. he fits this team perfectly. Bryson Stott did a nice job, but a lot of people think he didn't have the arm to play shortstop every day. He slides to second base. Turner takes over shortstop. Mm -hmm. Turner fits the lineup better. Reese Hoskins was hitting second. He pushes down now more in an RBI spot where he belongs. Turner does his thing at the top of the lineup or behind Schwarber, hit first or second. Mm, there you go. I, I, I love this group. This is an offensive first team. There's no doubt about it. They mm. just got better. And keep this in mind, friend. We know next year with the rule changes, yep. there Bingo. will be more stolen bases. Bingo. And this guy, if he doesn't steal at least 60, I will be shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Shocked. That's Tom Verducci on MLB Network with the band in the background. Shocked. <laughs> oh, see, the here's the thing about the Phillies. It's, it's not just the fact that you've got all these individual stars and sluggers. Turner is a great table setter, but also there's so much protection in this lineup. As long as this team stays healthy, who are you going to pitch to? Who are you going to avoid? You can stack them up. It's a little bit like facing the Dodgers or even the Astros. Not as much the Yankees, though, of course, they would like it to be that way. Ultimately, though, a lot of their issue came back to the fact that they lost guys to injuries, and Aaron Judge was really the only one that you had to avoid, like the plague. Here's your MLB hot stove nerd alert. Trey Turner. Th this is crazy. I can't believe we're, we're at this number now. Maybe Jay knows this because he already saw it. How many $300 million contracts have we had in baseball history at this point? Hmm. I could think of three or four off the top of my head, I think. I'm going to guess six. Is it much more than that? Ten. Wow, okay. Ten. Oh, my gosh. Do you think we can name them? Machado, Harper, Turner, and uh, Stanton. Was he over 300000 $300 million? After that, I, I'm, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank a little bit after that. Huh. What do you got? Was, well, was Max Scherzer's over $300 million or no? Not with the Mets because it was so, such a short time. But with the Nationals, I don't I don't think they would have been at that time when he signed it that much. But it's possible. I don't know. A-Rod? A-Rod probably. A-Rod or was his just 250 Just 250 yeah, What about uh, Nolan Arenado? Was he over? Interesting. Hmm. $300 million. What about, so we, you said Machado. But also Tatis, Fernando Tatis, or oh, no? Oh, yeah, right. His extension was pretty huge. So the Dodgers, wait, so the Padres have two of them, and now the Phillies have two of them? We're going to have to look that up. Shohei? Did he make that much when he came over? I don't think so. Probably not I think much, he's right? in line yeah. for a big deal now. He'll, he'll be number 11, no doubt. And won't Aaron Judge? Well, actually, Aaron Judge will be 11. Probably Shohei yeah. will be 12 if there isn't another one in there. Garrett Cole. I oh, think he might Garrett have gotten Cole. over 300, yeah. Yes, okay. We're getting close to that number. If you guys have any answers, you can find... We're not looking. We we like to do this. It's more fun this way. <laughs> Just how long to remember the name of the Bucks kicker. Yeah, we were playing a game earlier on Monday. Uh, we, could, we could only get <laughs> a couple of syllables and we letters. Had, like, we were drawing a blank of the Bucks kicker, and we could not remember his name, Ryan Suckup. And so we agreed not to Google it until we figured it out, which we did. It totally only took did. us about a half hour, but we figured it out. <laughs> 
Totally got it. And it was more rewarding. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. So if you know the others, there are 10 now, 10 players in baseball history with contracts of at least $300 million. On Twitter, A Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. And as I say, uh, you can also vote for Monday Mortification, Mortification Monday, whichever it is, as we bid farewell to a Monday. Oh, good riddance. Though every day is important these days as we get closer to Christmas. Man, I was busy baking on Monday evening because I have a bit of a Christmas party to go to on Tuesday evening. But also this coming weekend is my big annual holiday baking tradition. And so I actually got a head start. Halfway through our show, good to connect with you. We're mixing it all up. Baseball, NFL, college football, even some soccer. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 